Daniel chapter 3. This is a story that all of you heard from boyhood and girlhood. This is a story about three Hebrew boys who decided they would not be uh, of the norm. They would not be of the jet set group. They would not be of the accepted uh, crowd down at the schoolhouse, nor would they be the norm among their peer groups, and they didn't worry about peer pressure. They had a knowledge of a God that could do greater than their peers could. If you get you a good old-fashioned hold on who God is, you won't really care what everybody thinks about what you think about God. If you get you a good handle on His omnipotence and on His omniscience, and you get you a good old-fashioned heart full of God's omnipresence, that means God is everywhere at one time. I heard one black preacher said he just goes around bumping into himself. He's just so everywhere he bumps into himself. If you ever get a hold on who he is and a hold on what he can do for you, you will not care what the group down at the Moose, the Goose, or the Calaboose Club thinks about your religious experience. You will decide that you will throw in with him and watch him take you through the fire. Well, these three boys would not bow down to the image of the king. They would not bow down and do what everybody else was. They were misfits. How many of you know what a misfit is? A misfit is something that don't fit in the populace. It is not politically correct. They are not just exactly normal. They don't fit in with everything culture-wise, and they don't fit in everything as everybody else does. These three Hebrew boys would not bow down when the horns blew and when uh, the uh, musical instruments began to play. They would not bow down. They had rather burn uh, than to turn. They did not want their life uh, to be humdrum, and they did not want to deny their God. And so they were pitched into a furnace the Bible says, by the strongest of men in the hottest of fire. And right there is where I want to take up, if I can tonight, no proposition, no key word, just four thoughts from the fire, or we'll call it four facts from the fire tonight. Number one, see the potency in the fire. Look at 19 and 20 of the book of Daniel, if you will, chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage, or his face, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He just knew that they would bow down. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated, and he commanded his most mighty men that, they, uh, that were in his army to bind these three and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Now notice the potency behind the fire. Notice the, normal, the, the normality of the fire would have burned these teenagers up. The normality of the fire would have been sufficient. The fire was fire was fire was fire. It don't matter how much fire you put in there. After a while, 
a little fire, given a lot of time, is going to bake these boys to a crisp. But he turned it up seven times hotter than normal. Why? Because of something they said before they were thrown in. It rattled Nebuchadnezzar's cage. It bothered his conscience. It touched his soul. They said, King, live forever. We wish you well. We hope the best for you. And be it known unto thee, O King, this day, we are not rebels. We are not uh, arch rivals. We are not trying to bring you any harm or to do you any injustice. Uh, but we're not going to bend, and now we're not going to bow. And if we burn, so be it. But the God in whom we serve is able. I'm going to count to three. I want you to holler, is able, until the Church of Christ and the Mormons run into each other in the holding pond, trying to get away from the truth, all right? Is able. One, two, three is able. God is able. But if not, He said, just be it known this day, we're not going to bow. Now, why did He turn the fire up seven times hotter? It wasn't because it was three boys. It was because of who the three boys was. He thought and believed that they believed and anybody who believed in a God the way they believed in a God, that that God would show up and rescue them before He got them in it. He said, we better heat it up seven times hotter than normal because it's going to take every ounce of our muscle to pull this one off because they got some help. They ha he knew something about the God of glory. He knew something about Jehovah of that book. He knew something about the power of God. That boy knew something about God's potential. And I want to tell you something tonight. The devil knows something about your testimony that you don't, and that it is powerful, it is great, it is godly, it is powerful, it is great, and it is godly. And I want to tell you something. He's not just going to strike a match and stick it to our feet. He's going to heat the furnace seven times hotter. Because, not because of us, because just a little fire do us in. But we better do all the fire building we can. Because these boys has got a help that may show up. And if he does, there's a chance we can burn him out. Then there's the most mighty, uh, the, the, the most, I mean, it was mighty hot in that fire. And then there was some mighty helpers. The Bible says he got as strong. Now, why would you get the strongest men you got when these are teenagers? Why in the world would you find, would you find I mean, muscle-wrapped men. Men, the might. You study that verse out. It says, the greatest he could find in the kingdom 
these young'uns was just 18, 19, 20 years old. Not only that, they're tied up. <laughs> Why, hunger could push one of them into fire. Why in the world did he go get his mightiest men to throw three bound-up teenagers in the furnace? Because he knew the potential of who those teenagers believed. I come to tell you something tonight that the Lord told me to tell you. The fire is getting hot. I come to tell you that the furnace is glowing red. I come to tell you that troubles are on every hand. I come to tell you that problematic circumstances are all of ours to experience. We're going to go through some fiery trials. We're going to go through some fiery days. We're going to go through some hot nights. We're going to go through some sizzling days. But I promise you this, as the devil turns up the heat, he knows the potential of our God to show up. And he thinks he can burn him out. But i got news for the devil. He can't do nothing. When was your treatment this week? You had it yesterday. Did it make you sick? No sickness. Chemotherapy. Second, five hours of chemo. She's at stage four cancer. Stage four. Five hours. (laughs) Five hours. Stent implanted. Chemo flowing. Five hours. I know what you're talking about. I ain't even going to wrap it up. The fire is hot. That which is not known is hot. That which is a question mark is hot. The devil is turning it up. The devil is cranking it up. The devil is sizing us up. He wants to know what's it going to take for us to throw the towel in. I got news for him. Praise God. I got a Savior that will show up and show out. And so Now, 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 now. What does the devil think about this young man jumping up and down after five hours of stage four chemotherapy? I tell you, I tell I can, I can almost hear him. What? have I got to do to her? What have I got to do to her? Showing back up at church. Sitting on the front row, dangling her little short feet, giving God glory. Saying, I don't care 
best Nebuchadnezzar had, couldn't burn them. Not a midget. Not a little bitty one. The mightiest. Because God may show up before you get them to the door. And if he does, I want somebody who can handle it. And the Bible says that the fire that came out the door killed the people trying to throw God's young and deep. So, so listen to this. The mightiest that the devil has has the capacity to be burned up just by the heat that comes out where we're going in. This congregation tonight, this congregation tonight is full of trouble and full of joy. We got more reason to pout than we've ever had. We got more reason to suck our thumb till the nails blew. But hallelujah, we didn't come to thumb suck. We didn't come to mully grub. We didn't come to moan and complain. We came tonight to tell hell on the devil, throw the best that you got at us. We got a God who's able. The potential in the fire. Number two, the position in the fire. The Bible says and tells us they threw them in. And the Bible says that when Nebuchadnezzar saw that crowd, the Bible says they fell down. On their knees. Listen to me and listen to me good. God does not send fire to burn you. God sends fire to bend you. There's where all the water went out the tub. Right there. I remember. I remember well when my little ducky went with it. Amen. God, he told me. I am not sending this that it might burn them. I am not sending this that it might break them to the point of discouragement. I did not bring this to burn them out. I brought this that they might learn in their adversity. Not only did they bend, but they bowed, bound up. I'm going to tell you something. There ain't but one way. There ain't but one way to get the ropes that tie you and the bands that bind you off of you, and that is God to take you through some heat where you've got to bend down and say, Oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this trial. Oh, God, I don't know how the Nebuchadnezzars are going to do it. But, Lord, I bow my head and say to God, be the glory. Great things He has done. Praise God and the Lamb forevermore. Until we can learn to bend in the burning, we'll continue to be cast into fire. The position. Give me that, give me that third one. That third one. Not only are you, are you doing it as I go, the potency in the fire. The position. Oh, oh, 
own the partner in the fire. I, 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 I can find somebody tonight who can stand behind that sacred desk and shout hallelujah that he is a partner in the fire. He's a partner when your girl's on drugs. He's a partner when your husband's running around. He's a partner when your family's falling apart. He's a partner when drugs invade your home. He's a partner when alcohol invades your life. He's a partner when you're homeless. He's a partner when you're a teenager out of fellowship with God. He's a partner. I'm glad to know he said, he answered and said, I see four men. Now I want you to know, I want you to see three things that partner does. Number one, Give them to me up there, if you will. He turns the fire. What are they? They're bound. Hand and foot. In their turbans and their coats. They're bound. Not asbestos suits, as the seminary professor would suggest. How idiotic and foolish is that? He ought to go to school and let somebody who's got a Bible teach him something. But they fall down in the midst of the fire. He turns the fire to burn off what bound them and to allow them to see what the fire, what, the, what, 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 what Nebuchadnezzar thought the fire was going to do to them. God turned it and allowed the fire to only burn. Only it did not burn the hair on their arm nor singe a hair on their head. It just burnt what bound them. He turned the fire on the one who started it. He will will turn this on the devil in her life. I'm not a prophet nor the son of one. I'm not making you any promises. But I want to tell you, there's going to be a day when the power of God will absolutely invade your mama's life and God Almighty will have burned off of her the things that bound her. And somebody's going to say, how did it happen? Let me tell you. Then He'll take us through the fire again. And He'll loose us. You see, the devil don't know everything, and he don't know. He expects something that's greater than us can harm us. So he throws us in it. And the thing that was, that was greater than us in the hand of God becomes the greatest thing for us because it burns off what Satan tied us up with. T.D. Jakes will pay good money for that statement. He turned the fire. And in that furnace was burning evidence of loosing. God does not send fire to burn you, but to turn you. 
and to loose you. It's something else that fire did. He not only turns the fire, he tempers the fire. They're walking around him. Nebuchadnezzar heated it seven times the natural or the normal heat. God tempers the fire to equal the body temperature of three walkers. They just, they just skip. You, you tell me that when they found out they wasn't consumed and all of a sudden they saw what bound them falling off? Oh, Jesus. He tempered the fire. That means he controls the thermostat. That means it can't get no harder than God bless it. And he knows how much you can take. He knows how many days you can make it without falling apart. He knows exactly how hot that fire is. He knows, blessed be God, how to touch somebody. He knows how to bring you forth. He knows how to bring you out. He knows how to give you what you need. He turns the fire for usage. He tempers the fire so it can't burn you. Have you ever got in a mess and had somebody just giving you all you could handle and you was amazed that you wasn't giving up? He tempers that situation so that you can make it past your persecutor. And not only that, he tames the fire. Yes, he does. He tames the fire. And the, the first one, he turns the fire. He said, I see four men loose. Secondly, he tempers the fire. They're walking in the midst of the fire. That's not normal. That's not, they weren't on the edges. They was in the middle, in the midst. Let's splash some more water, ready? And the last one, he tames the fire. They have no hurt. Now, you may think that's a fairy tale. You may think that's a parable. You may think that's an Old Testament story. You may not have any confidence in that being true and real. I hope we don't have no church members that atheistic. I hope we don't have any brainless Baptists in here. If you're in this place and you don't believe that that's real, the rest of that Bible is not going to be believable to you either. And I'm glad to know tonight, praise God, there is a God who is partner. How many of you are saved and know it? Let me see your hand. Keep them up just a minute. Keep them up. Way up. You're saved and know it. Saved and born. Look around at the saved people you're going to church with tonight. Look, look at how many people be missing out of here. The pom, 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 pom. You can put them down. You, you, are, you, are, you are here tonight saved. Did you know that you have a partner? in the fire. Steve, your natural partner is in the fire. But your spiritual partner got the matches in his pocket. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If he is your partner, is there a why? Is there a how? Is there a how come? Is there a 
Are you serious? If he's your partner, and he knows how to take you through, and he's mine, I need to hear this. I ain't preaching to nobody in the top or the bottom tonight. I'm just trying to get him and me in. Because it's going to take more than flesh. It's going to take a partner. Somebody help me give God glory, right? Hallelujah. Number, number four, not only is there potency in the fire, notice the position in the fire, their partner in the fire, but look at their prophet in the fire. Their prophet. When he looked in there and seen them all having, I mean, a camp meeting spirit. Oh, old Nebuchadnezzar looked in there, he said, didn't we throw three in? Yeah. Well, I see four. They're loose. They're jumping around. They're acting holiness. And the form of the four is different than the rest. He's got the form as of the Son of God. How did he know that? How did he know the form of the, of the fourth was the Son of God? Because before he ever threw them in, he knew he had to have the best he had to keep them in there because he knew before he threw them in, the form of the fourth was capable of getting in that fire with them because he knew something about God. And trust me, the devil knows your God, and if you'll know your God better than he does, you won't have to worry about what the devil does to you. Somebody give him praise right there. He, he, goes, he goes over to the peephole, or he goes over to the, to the eyeglass. He goes over to the window. I don't know how he's seen it. But he goes over there and asks the question, didn't we throw three in our seat four in the form of the fourth? And the Bible says, look at verse, give me 28, uh, Brother Timmy. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel. <laughs> I don't read nothing about no angel. I don't read one blessed thing about no angel. God had this man sin. Funny stuff. <laughs> he sent an angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have cha and changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language who speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their house shall be made a dunghill. I think we've had a change of heart. Their house will be made into a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Or no God can do this like we've just seen it done. I'm going to splash a little water. There, give me the sub-points, Brother Timmy, if you will, please. There is praise given. By who? The one that threw them in the fire. Your situation, bad as it might seem tonight, is the very pathway that God will walk down to get glory. How could God have ever got Nebuchadnezzar to sign a decree like this and say He is the only God and no God delivers after this sort? 
How, what would he have ever had to done to get that happen? What he did. He put his people in trouble and then got in it with them and delivered them out of it. But that's not really human, is it? That's not what we like. Becky don't like that. I don't blame Becky. I don't like that either. But God sends people into the fire so that others might monitor them while they burn, yet they're not consumed, and then they'll be taken out, and praise will be given to the wicked. And not only is praise given, but verse number 30 says, Then the king promoted. I, 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 I just, I've run out of water and soap. I, I've had the best time in the world. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. In the very place he tried to burn them up, they became providential rulers over the very district where they had, they had been, where he tried to burn them up. Then the king promoted. Everybody say promoted. One, two, three. Promoted. That means he took them up out of their ashes, up out of their temptation, up out of their trouble, and gave them strength and promotion and prosperity and encouragement. If you look at them in the fire, you'd be ordering grave markers. If you had seen them when Nebuchadnezzar got a hold of them, You'd have called a prayer meeting and said, we need to pray. But if you'd have seen them when they came out and seen this king signing decrees, giving praise. Now, the thing that you and I are going to be asked to go through is going to be fiery. But it's going to be accompanied with fellowship. And we will walk out the door in faith. And one day, soon and very soon, it's all going to be over. And we're going to walk out of the potential of the furnace into permanent, eternal fellowship. Where five hours will not be spent with a stint and dangling your little feet waiting for your hair to fall out. But sitting by the river of life, looking at the one who made it possible. Give Him praise and glory tonight. Let's stand together.